Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. Did you know that 43% of evangelicals, according to the recent survey, 43% of evangelicals have a serious theological misunderstanding, so serious that it calls into question their salvation. That's right. A theological misunderstanding. Four out of 10 of people who may be sitting in your church have a theological misunderstanding so serious that it calls into question, calls into doubt their salvation. Let's talk about this. The survey was conducted by Ligonier Ministries and Lifeway Research. Lifeway, of course, has the the, the um, bookstores for many years, Baptist organization, and asked this question. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. That was a statement. Do you agree or disagree? This is the answer given by evangelicals, people who claim to believe the Bible, claim to believe that they have a duty to witness, claim to believe that, that Jesus is the way to heaven, it's the way to salvation. According to the survey, in 2022, 43% of evangelical Christians agree with the statement that Jesus was a great teacher but was not God. 54% disagree with that statement and would say that he is God. Now, this is a pretty serious theological question, theological disagreement. One question is, how do you understand this? Of course, we're going to get our teaching from the Bible. The Bible is the only way we can know what Jesus said and taught and what we ought to believe about Jesus. Modern theologians, liberal theologians, they may say, oh no, we use our modern psychology, our modern history, our modern understanding of the world, of other religions, and so on. But as Christians, the Scripture is our authority. It gives us the teachings of Jesus Christ. It tells us what he said, and it is the revelation of God. So what does God's word say about this? Well, it's very clear. If we read in John 5, Jesus was talking with some people about his identity, and he said this, Therefore I say to you that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now, interestingly, in most Bibles you'll see if, if it depending on how they're, they're written, if you like the New American Standard, the word he is in italics, meanings, meaning it was implied but not in the literal words. And so therefore, a lot of theologians and Bible students, scholars would say that unless you believe that I am he, the I am is referring back to Exodus 3, verse 14, where Moses was being sent by God to deliver the children of Israel. And he says to God, who shall I say sent me? What's your name? And God answers, I am that I am. Tell them that I am sent you. This, this is where we get the word Yahweh. I am that I am. Tell them that I am sent you. In other words, God, God is self-existent. Like you know, I might be called Tom Short. I'm Tom, the son of, of Mr. and Mrs. Short, Eileen and Haskell Short. My identity comes from my birth, from my parents. Jesus was called Jesus of Nazareth. His identity came from where his village, where he was from. God is, I am that I am. You don't define me in light of anyone. I'm the ultimate. 
I define everything. I'm the creator of the universe. Tell them that I am sent you. The grammar there is not even correct, but it's it's establishing his authority and supremacy over all. And Jesus here says, for unless you believe that I am, I'm he. He was talking here about his divinity. He was talking about he was the Messiah, the Christ. The word Christ, of course, is the Greek uh, word for the anointed, the word Messiah, the Hebrew word. They're synonymous words just in different language, Hebrew and Greek. Unless you believe that I am the Messiah, I am he. And we'll be seeing this week how the Messiah was God. And Jesus is saying, unless you believe this, you'll die in your sins. Could this be? Could this be that in our churches today, in the evangelical church today, that as many as four out of 10 people are wrong, theologically wrong, in such a critically important doctrine as the identity of Jesus Christ as God? Now, I think about this, and I'm an optimist, and I hate to want to believe that. I want to think everybody sitting in the church is saved. And of course, of this 43% who strong who agree, 38% strongly agree, 5% agree, 43% totally who would say that Jesus is not God. I've got to believe that some of those don't go to church because a lot of people don't go to church anymore, and so you can't blame the church. I've got to believe that some of them might say, no, he's the son of God. A couple of years, sometimes we do these whiteboards where we put up a whiteboard with a question and a, an opportunity to agree, disagree, and we ask students to engage. And one year we had the, the whiteboard said, Jesus is God. And we had uh, even uh, agree, disagree, unsure. We even had some, some people, I'm pretty sure were saved, said no. And I said, How, wait a minute, you're a Christian, aren't you? Yes. Why would you say no? They said, well, he's the son of God. And so they had some misunderstanding on the Trinity, that Jesus is, that the Father's God, Jesus the Son is God, and the Spirit's God. One God revealed in three persons. And so when they had a little bit of explanation, they changed to the where they agree. Maybe that's part of the reason the survey says what it says. But there might be another reason, and if I want to be positive about this, and that is in the Scripture, Jesus is not usually referred to as God. It certainly teaches that he is, and we're going to be seeing all this week what he said about himself, what Paul said about himself, what the prophet said about himself, and how we might respond to cultists that say that he wasn't God in some of the verses they use. We'll be looking at this all week long. But let me point out that, that in the Scripture, Jesus often was referred to how? He was referred to as Lord, as Lord. But the word Lord usually was, it could have meant just a master. And at times in the Gospels, they would call him Lord, referring to, you know, just a master, like an earthly master. But when Paul spoke about it, let's look at Romans 10, 13, 14. And he writes this, for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all who call on him, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, Paul is quoting here from Joel, the book of Joel chapter 2, and it's clear in, here both in Romans and in Joel and throughout the Old Testament when, when he is referred to as Lord, that we're talking here not about just an earthly master who has a slave or something. We're talking here about God. 
And so the early Christians, usually when they use the term God, they were referring to the Father, although there are times that we'll see where Jesus is called God in the New Testament. But typically, Jesus was called Lord because they wanted to make this distinction, and they tried to work this out. And the truth is, when they used the word Lord, they were referring to him as God, but they used the different word in order to make the distinction here that they're talking about Jesus and not the Father. So, I want to hope, I want to believe that. I want to believe that there's plenty of evangelicals who just maybe aren't accurate enough. They would say he's Lord or he's the Son of God, and they do believe he is who he is. But this is important. This is not a minor doctrine. This is not something that it's okay that, well, I I just feel differently than you feel about this, or I just think differently about this. This is a salvation doctrine. There are many doctrines in the Bible that you may not agree with someone else. Your salvation doesn't hinder on it, many teachings. But this one is a salvation doctrine, one that we want to be clear on. So all week, we're going to be talking about this. We'll be looking at it in, in deeply. I hope you will come, and I hope you will join me. And I hope if you have friends who question this or are unsure about it or don't know, and we'll see, this is not a minor doctrine either. This is a doctrine taught strongly throughout the Bible, and we'll be seeing that this week. So I hope you'll be joining me all week long. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you you so loved the world that you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. Jesus, we believe you are the Son of God, the Lord upon whom we should call, And you are indeed the divine Son of God, the second member of the Trinity. You are the Holy One. We believe that you are God come in the flesh. What we celebrate this Christmas and every Christmas, the incarnation, when God became a man, we believe that, we embrace it. It's part of our core doctrine and our faith. Without this, you could have never saved us. Without being God in the flesh, you would have not been an adequate sacrifice. You would have been yourself a sinner to die for your own sins, but you're the Holy One, sinless. Indeed, God himself, who had no sin, knew no sin, but became sin on our behalf. So much is tied to this proper understanding, and I pray, O Father, that you'd help us. And I pray, Lord, O Father, is it really true that this many professing believers, evangelicals, are wrong on this. No wonder our church is weak. No wonder we're losing losing the youth. Lord, if we're not teaching accurate truth that people can hold on to and have the Spirit of God living in them, I pray, Father, we'd be people who are that know that our faith is based on the truth and we'd have the truth. This is where we find salvation and freedom. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for thanks for being with me today. Had a little bit of technical difficulty early on, so I got a little start, a little rattle there at the beginning. But we'll, we're, this is a big topic, and I'm glad you're with me. And I hope you come back every day this week, and I hope you invite some friends. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe to our channel. Join us every day. We're here at 8.30 a.m. live every day, or you can listen later in the day on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms podcast, or you can watch the YouTube anytime. So I'm glad you're with us. You're here every day. So glad to have you along. So glad to be sowing the seed of God's word on good soil. You come here intentionally. You come here because you want to learn. 
that, that I'm blessed by that. Thank you for the opportunity to encourage, strengthen, and teach you. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with grace and truth. Remember, when Jesus came, he brought grace and truth. This is what we stand upon. God bless you. I love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.